radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Ground Zero Val and Beans. Beans, Beans, Beans. It is a busy show today. We have so much going on. I have a lot of clips to play. I have a lot of discussion for everybody. There, um, we're going to start a little lighter and we're going to move in sort of, and we're going to move into the heavier stuff. But keeping on the story of the Hotez thing, Frank, the debate controversy. And by the way, have you seen this talk that Elon Musk and, 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 and Zuck are going to actually cage match? They're serious. <laughs> I saw. Yeah, well, I, I want. I doubt. <laughs> I doubt they're going to actually uh, do any real damage to each other. And if it's pay per view, I'm certainly not. Uh, I'll, I'll find a jacked stream, but I'm not paying for that. I said last time. Last time I paid for something like that, it was that that BS Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather patty cake match. Jake Paul moved into the WWE. He's really. He's really actually pretty talented, Frank. Honestly. Well, he's always. I mean, that's that's how he went viral years ago. I mean, the, the the people were introduced to Jake Paul by him doing because uh, he was a wrestler. He would show up in like Walmart and stuff like that, and he would just drop into splits and he would do wrestling. And the that's how he started off. So he's always been. I mean, physical, physical humor, physical content has always been his thing. So I, it makes sense. Um. So, as you know, Mark Zuckerberg has been training doing MMA and jujitsu and all kinds of other stuff for like over a year now, if not more, seriously training. So it would be interesting to me to see uh, Elon Musk, who said that the most exercise he does is to throw his kids in the air, and Zuckerberg, who's been taking his droid-like self into training (laughs) three and four days a week inside of a ring uh, called by by Joe Rogan. Dana White is all on top of it. I said, Rumble, get in on this, man. If you could stream this for everybody, that would be something else. But anyway, RFK Jr. goes on Highwire yesterday, tells everybody why he thinks that Hotez will not debate him or can't debate him, and we're going to play that clip right now. Mm-hmm. So you don't think he'll ever show up for this debate, even though we're pushing $3 million to any nonprofit he wants to give it to? You don't think he'll show up? No, I do not think he will debate. I don't think that he can survive a debate. I don't. I don't think he can survive facts. The facts, and I. And it's not telling that I'm a good debater. It's just that I do know the facts, and I can cite the sources, and I also know any sources that he's going to cite. I know, you know, I have domain knowledge of this because I've been studying and I'm litigating it for so long. Uh, and I think that you know he is the I. You know, years ago, I had about a 10-hour discussion on telephone, on my telephone, and many, many phone calls over several months with Hotez, with a with a referee, um, and it was supposed to be a prelude to a public debate. But in the end, he said, well, that he would like to debate, but that NIH was ordering him not to debate. I don't know if that's true or not. The weird thing was he wasn't even working for NIH. Uh, by NIH, maybe he meant Anthony Fauci or Francis Collins. I don't know. It's all speculation. I can only tell you what Peter Otez told me. He said he was not going to debate me because NIH had ordered him not to do so. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Man who's a slave to money from all those institutions is told not to debate because the debate will blow the whole thing out of the water. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and it's also another example of just mothership, mothership to drone kind of connections that people have. Um, I, I don't know. It's it, it, it's he's not on the he's not working on any NIH payroll. Doesn't matter. I mean, we saw how just because of the central messaging that comes out of the government through the whole lockdown, what it did to unaffiliated, seemingly unaffiliated doctors all over the country. It's just. Peer pressure. Now, obviously, for somebody in Hotez's uh, position, he's not unaffiliated in any way, shape, or form. Definitely in the club. So, uh, yeah, yeah. In interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, we're going to start off with a little bit of humor now. <laughs> Good friend of the show, Sean Farish, calls up Adam Schiff. I cut out the part where you hear Adam Schiff's dumb answering machine voice, but this is hysterical, in my opinion. Here he is. Well, this message is for the Honorable Adam Schiff. They call you the Honorable Adam Schiff. And I just have to say, Shifty, you were censored by the House of Representatives because Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. It was a complete and total hoax. You knew it was a hoax the entire time. So I'm wondering when you're going to apologize because you're called Honorable, okay? You're supposed to apologize. Honorable means you're not supposed to be so dishonest. You know, you were so dishonest. You lied during impeachment hoax number one. So I want to know when you're going to apologize for being dishonest because you got censured. You know that? You got censured. You're not supposed to get censured. Not a good thing. And it happened to you because you lied about the hoax. So I want you to apologize to the American people. And maybe in 2024, when you have a new president, maybe there'll be a pardon. Maybe there'll be something where we don't even have to talk about it. But until then, you should apologize for what you did because you've been censured and there's no coming back from that. Thank you, Shifty Schiff, Pencil Neck, Bug Eyes, Watermelon Head. I look forward <laughs> to talking to you soon. He has gotten so good at the Trump voice. It is insane. Yeah, yeah I know. You'd never know it wasn't him if you just didn't see it. Right. The the only the only way that I would know, the I mean the the only reason why I would know that it was probably Sean calling me, is just because there's no real reason for the president to be calling me. And that's it. <laughs> for for him it. to actually be calling me. So I say, oh wow, holy! But that's a bit of rumor. Oh wait, wait. Donald Trump is never going to call you. So this has to be Sean Farage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving right into the Durham hearing from the other day, which was useless, basically, aside from a couple little highlights. One, the Matt Gates questioning where Matt Gates went after Durham. I'm going to probably play in its entirety. It's about five minutes long. We'll stop and comment if we if we need to. But everybody needs to hear it. And then this, where Durham really does go for the jugular when it comes to Adam Schiff. And it was pretty funny watching it and laughing afterwards because... Mr. Durham, that Mueller and congressional investigations also revealed that Don Jr., was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. Are you aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their important opponent? Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. <laughs> uh, so you... Uh, you, <laughs> you know, I, it's... You, 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 listen, you listen to what Durham, what Durham was doing and what he wasn't able to do 
mainly have an honest interview, subpoena, get anybody of real merit to sit down with him and even talk. Uh, I don't know how I don't know what what kind of power he has to compel somebody like a James Comey to sit down. It's a he has all the power in the world. That's what Matt Gates hammers on. And we'll listen to that, too. But look, just the face on the screen right now, Frank. They're bringing up the whole line of questioning from the Democrats was all about Trump Jr. and the uh, the Veselnitskaya meeting at Trump Tower because they're trying to make it like, oh, look, this president's son is bad, too, because of all the shit that came out after this happened. Like, right. that was all this was. There is nothing to that meeting. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Mueller didn't even find anything of note there. No, it's no pictures out there of uh, of little underage girls uh, walking With- all over uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s face. Like they're uh, like like he's at a, some shiatsu massage <laughs> in tai- Taiwan. <laughs> Let's hear it. Wait, look at his head. Just look at his face. God. You have other instances of the Russian government offering dirt on a presidential candidate to the presidential candidate's son. Is that what you're saying? Would you repeat the question? <laughs> uh, you said that it's not uncommon to get offers of help from a hostile foreign government, a presidential hostile campaign foreign. directed at the president's every, son. Every, every really stand sentence. By them? Every, every sentence is loaded. It's every, all lies. Every utterance is loaded. He's, every utterance is loaded. I, that's what I'm, I, I, I don't know what I'm do. That was really the zinger I wanted everyone to hear. Anyway. Every everything they say is loaded. In case uh, anyone was Steel, was unsure, uh, the Steele dossier was entered in the congressional record. Was it true? The, I'm sorry, the Steele dossier, Steel dossier was it was entered into our congressional record. Was it true? There is not a single substantive piece of information in the dossier that has ever been corroborated <laughs> by the FBI or, to my knowledge, anyone else. Not a single piece. We knew this for years. It's been yes, years. Yes, yes, but was it entered into the congressional record? Well, he was saying it was entered. It was entered in. Is it true? We have a false document entered into the congressional record that has no truth to it whatsoever. That was the point that was being made there. Okay, well, I was just saying the, the there's been plenty of things. I mean, entering something into the congressional record is not, I mean, you can, you can read any time that there's been a filibuster. And somebody sits down and reads the telephone book that's been entered into the congressional record. Technically, the telephone book is true. Yeah, I guess so. Here, um, here's the Mac Gates question. <laughs> do you remember telephone books? I do. I yeah, I do. I remember getting them in my driveway and thumbing through the yellow pages trying to find something. It was yeah, those thin little pages. How much money do you think it take it, it costs to print a telephone book? Well. I don't know, but if you were in the Dunder Mifflin paper industry, if you were in the paper industry, man. I bet there's someone in our audience who used to do something. And there's always someone out there. We got a really, I got a really um, awesome email from someone talking about Kratom in our inbox the other day after our show. Um, So I've gotten, I've gotten the Kratom, I've had Kratom sent to me. By um by people in the audience before Frank, you gotta try. I know I never tried it. I gave it to, I gave it away to people who were interested in my life. But um a, a lot of vets, they uh they use it. I don't know why. Um I, I forget. There's also people who want to uh, get themselves off of uh, opioids. I know people who have used it to get off of like heroin and things like that. And so it's 
it's something, but it's another one of those controversial things. Hey, let me ask you real quick about this before we move on. Uh, being censured, what, 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 what's the, uh, what is this? Aside well, being from, censured you know, is like the second most, the second most serious infraction for a congressman outside what do you of expulsion. Then it, it's going to ethics. They're doing an ethics investigation into Schiff now. And then from there, he can actually be removed by a two-thirds vote of the House. Doubt it'll happen. Okay. We don't have two-thirds of the House. But the, the ethics investigation is ongoing. So here is Matt Gates, who I respect very much uh, after this line of questioning because he's the only one who did it. Here we go. Yeah, I, I agree with Mr. Biggs. You've given us testimony today that you're disappointed that the FBI didn't cooperate more, right? That was your testimony. Said that. Yeah, so we're disappointed too, but the difference is when regular folks do things that are wrong and unlawful, there's typically greater effort to try to get those people before a grand jury to, to utilize criminal process where appropriate, not, not for other purposes. And it's just like, oh, well, Bill Prestep, the guy who might have set this whole op in motion, he just didn't want to talk to you about certain things, and you were real accommodating to that. And then Mifsud, the person who juices Papadopoulos to create this predicate that you find improper. You guys, you, I mean, did you ever know who his lawyer was, Mifsud's lawyer? Talked to his lawyer in Europe. Not a, I don't know if so he wait, wait, You could find the guy's States. lawyer, but you couldn't find him? We uh, contacted uh, somebody that we knew had, had, rep had represented him in a, a part of the effort to try to locate him. And you got the lawyer. And then now you're, you're sitting here in front of the judiciary saying you could find the guy's lawyer, but you couldn't effectuate the service of a subpoena because you couldn't find him? Well, you, first you know of all, that sounds? as you may or may not know, we wouldn't have um, the authority to serve a subpoena overseas. Um, the lawyer didn't know where Mifsud was. He was in communication uh, with him, but he claimed not to know where he was. So he's alive. And we were trying to arrange um, an opportunity to talk to Mifsud. Did you take uh, possession of two BlackBerry phones from Mifsud? In any way, there were phones that were provided to us by. So you could find the phones with the guy, correct? Do you see how silly this looks? Like you found the lawyer, you found the phones, but the actual dude who yeah. got ordered by Western Intelligence to go start this thing, you couldn't find. It, it, it's it's kind of laughable. It seems like more than disappointment. It seems like you weren't really trying to expose the true core of the corruption that you were yeah. trying to you were trying to go at it another way. As we said in the um, report, and as I said in my opening remarks, <clears throat> we pursued the facts as best we could. Well, how about this fact? That we have. Okay, how about this fact, Mr. Durham? The entire Mueller team does a hard reset on their Apple phone in synchronization to wipe away evidence. Did you investigate that? I've read that. Well, why didn't, did you investigate it? Who gave the order on the Mueller team to, to wipe the phones? Yeah, that was not something that we were... False. Um, asked to look at, and we didn't. No, look that's at that. not true, Mr. Durham. That is not true because I'm holding the document that authorizes your activity, and it specifically says the investigation of Special Counsel Robert Mueller. It's in par Mr. Okay. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the order that says that you're supposed to investigate these things. And so, like, whether it's the Mueller team, Mifsud, how about Azra Turk? Azra Turk, what's Azra Turk's real name? Do you know that? I'm not going to be disclosing the names of FBI personnel that are oh, otherwise unavailable. But, but an FBI, so the FBI sends somebody to go honeypot George Papadopoulos. Who gave the order to do that? 
think that's beyond the scope of what's in the report. It's literally the scope of what your it's, charging it's, order is. Who put it in motion? We get after. Go ahead. I mean, it's no, it's it, how could how could things that are that are I mean, they're all how could it be out of the scope if it if it supports the overall event or or chain of events? It wasn't out of scope. It, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, it's so I mean. I, that's why I give I, I give props to people like you and Shem and anybody else who watches these things, uh, you know, ad nauseum for hours and threads and gets down to the highlights because I I couldn't do this to myself. This is this is demoralizing, especially when especially since this guy has been was built up to be a ruthless bulldog of an investigator or a prosecutor or whatever the hell for for years now, and to see him to finally hear his voice to put a to put a voice to the mustache. And lots of memes created with his face on them. Lots of memes. To finally put a voice to the goatee. It's been really disappointing. Here. It was put in motion. The FBI did a bunch of wrong and corrupt things. Totally understand. We're trying to deal with that. But when you are part of the cover up, Mr. Durham, mm. then it makes our job harder. Yeah, well, if that's your thought, I mean, there's no way of dissuading you from that. I can tell you that it's offensive and that the people who worked on this investigation have spent their lives trying to protect the people in this country and pursue within the law you went what it is that we, two, could, we are Mr. authorized Wait, to do. On. You tried two cases, lost both of them, and then the one plea, guilty plea you got, Kleinsmith, Kleinsmith is back to practicing law in Washington, D.C. today. Yeah, that's beyond my control. Right, but, but the, the fact that you allowed that plea to occur, yeah. right, and, and then the punishment was insufficient, the fact that you didn't you didn't charge Andrew McCabe, you didn't convict the lion Democrats or the lion Russians, you didn't investigate Mifsud or the Mueller probe, even though as we sit here today in black letter, that was your charge. Have you ever heard of the Washington Generals? The Washington Generals, yes. Yeah, and and they're the team that basically gets paid to show up and lose, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm sure that the players who. Um, exert blood, sweat, and tears don't view it that way, but you might. I think they do. I think they do because the job of the Washington generals is to show up every night and to play the Harlem Globetrotters. And their job well, I'm is thinking, to lose. I'm sorry, of a different, I was thinking of a different Yeah, thing. yeah, so their job is to lose. And I'm kind of wondering. about the Redskins. And, and it, just see, it just seems so facially obvious that <laughs> it's not what's in your report that's telling. It's the omission. It's the lack of work you did. And for the people like the chairman who put trust in you, I think you let them down. I think you let the country down. And you are one of the barriers to the true accountability that we need. Do I get to respond to that? I, you know, what I don't understand there, too, is with Kleinsmith. Um, d d what was this guy? This guy was just inspired. He just he just was inspired, inspired to... to omit things from emails. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, he was just just inspired to essentially edit the background and the character and the knowledge, the 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 previous knowledge that they had of Carter Page and like what what was that? What was that? Just he woke up one morning that he he wasn't plugged into a larger something that wasn't a crack in the wall that can be pursued to other people. I mean, it's so ridiculous, and there's no excuse for it. No, there isn't um, here, especially when you have Durham saying something like this. I don't think that um, things can go uh, too much further with a view that uh, law enforcement, particularly the FBI, or the Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered 
system of justice, um, the nation can't stand under, uh, under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And you had the opportunity to do something about it, you toolbox, and did literally nothing. Literally nothing. Here's another one. Uh, Mr. Durham, in the summer of 2016, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan to tie President Trump to Russia? Yes. Was that intelligence important enough for Director Brennan to go brief the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the Attorney General of the United States, and the Director of the FBI? Yes. And was that intelligence put then into a memorandum, a referral memorandum? Yes. And was that memorandum then given to Director Comey and Agent Strzok? That's who it was addressed to, yes. Did Director Comey share that memorandum with the FISA court? I'm, I'm sorry, can you... Did he share that memorandum with the FISA court? Did Director Comey do that? I'm not aware of that if he did. Did he share it with the, with the lawyers preparing the FISA application? Not to my knowledge. Did he share it with the agents on the case working the Crossfire Hurricane case? No. Didn't share it with the agents on the case. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically Supervisory Special Agent Number One? We interviewed the uh, first supervisor of the um, Crossfire uh, investigation. Um, the operational person. Uh, we showed him the intelligence um, information. Uh, he indicated he had never seen it before. Uh, he immediately became uh, emotional, uh, got up and left the room with his lawyer, um, spent some time in the hallway, came back. Um, he was ticked off, wasn't he? Yes. He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important. We all knew it. It's like like listening to you know, th th things that we said years yeah. and years ago. It, it, uh, uh, so moving along, because Durham is a complete and utter waste of space, as is most of all the other official, quote, things that happen in our government. There was also another hearing on Wednesday uh, in the Senate where we had Riley Gaines and another woman who thinks it's okay for men to beat women in sports and be allowed in their locker rooms. and The Rob the Robinson woman? or Yeah, and there's a bunch of, a couple of good clips that came out of that. Kudos to Ms. Riley Gaines. Here is Ted Cruz questioning. Ms. Robinson, do you agree Robinson. with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? She can't. This is crazy. If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition... Okay, okay happened, I'm, I'm going to try again. The rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It, is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. <laughs> I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of the that conversation yes? that we're having. I think that there are definitions related to sex. So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get, get a speech. This is where we're at, where this woman can't even answer if there are differences between a woman and a man. Because to say the word yes would destroy every damn thing that they're trying to build. It is, dis it is so mind-boggling to me that we are at a place where this woman with a vagina cannot say, yes, I don't have a penis. I, here, wait. And it's not uh, because she doesn't know. Uh, right. She, she just knows, she knows what, what the con is at the, at the moment. Someone said in the comments, she, uh, this is it, we're in hell. <laughs> yeah, hell is a place where there is no reason. And that's talking to a progressive. Man, here we go. 
Is there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. So you're not answering that. Let me ask you this question then. Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that oh. um, that sex is My question, different than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, women's sports, sports have a great exist? value. I mean, Senator, I'll tell you M- right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate oh. category for women? <laughs> if, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Mr. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter in the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. And then there was this one. That a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, how, how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis. Great. Right. Uh, that they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, yes. And it's just not the case. She uh, is stronger guys, than that. What's your experience? What? Ben? Have you ever seen Serena Williams? She's actually spoken about this. Serena Williams has spoken about this very same thing, about how men that are nowhere even near the top 10 would would be able to wipe the floor with her because biologically it'd be impossible for her to keep it. She's been honest about this. It's not a bad thing. I, I don't understand. You don't. You just... When it comes to being a progressive, as I said last night when I was looking at some of these clips, all you need is your costume. You need your glasses. You need some kind of a really cool hairdo. And then you just need to be completely willing to humiliate yourself with a smile on your face. I actually take issue with the cool hairstyle. All of them look like washed up, horrible. They they think they're cool. Manic, panic, died. (laughs) It's it's something really radical and revolutionary and, and, and cool. And um, that, that's all it is. This is a, it's t- I mean, you can go. It doesn't matter who the hell you're what kind of line of questioning you're facing. If you go in there knowing that you are not going to answer the question and you're going to with a smile, a smirk on your face as if, no, 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 I, I am answering your question. You're just you the just gaslighting. You, you, yeah, you exist on a frequency several uh, hertz below me and you, you, you just don't get it yet. It's. I mean, they need to be institutionalized. This is a woman that should be in in a in a, a mental institution, but um, the the mental institution is the entire country now. Female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. Women you and some that are short. That, uh, they, they're, they're delusional. And the fact that they keep telling girls that they can do this, that they can go out there and they are, there's no difference from men and that whatever, uh, it, it's, it's delusional. I mean, how, how many times has, have, have you read about, the, about the, the effortless wiping of the floor with the women's national team? 
from, was it, wasn't from there, a, a, a 15U boys team from somewhere in the high school. Wasn't it's just, there just like a, a recent soccer match where it was men versus women and the men just completely destroyed the women's national team? It was 50, It was a 15U boys team. It was like a high school no. team that destroyed the national team. Hold on. No, wait. The the no. Um. Hold on. I know what you're talking about. I think they're two different things. U.S. women's soccer team loses twenty-four to one to men's team. U.K. men's talk soccer team crushes women's players. Here, a professional. It. it was an FC Dallas under 15 boys squad beat the U.S. women's team in a scrimmage. That that's was a, a couple of years ago. And see, that's a different thing than what just happened. They just had a different one right here. A professional men's soccer team from the U.K. destroyed a U.S. women's soccer team 12-0 on Thursday. This was June 5th. Illustrating, and that's men, though. Yeah, that's yeah. actual men. Illustrating the in the process the profound physical advantage that male athletes have over their female counterparts. Wrexham AFC, a professional soccer association based in Wales, took 39 shots in the match to USA's five. The Wrexham squad was composed of former, current, and guest players, and the U.S. squad was composed of former players, including World Cup winner Heather O'Reilly. In the first 20 minutes of the, game, of the, the match, Wrexham scored seven goals. And again, and again, the fact that we have to do this, it almost sounds like, all right, time to dunk on the girls for not being able to beat the boys dunking on the I mean there there are some really I, I, there's many in very impressive athletic specimens out there girls doing great things and th that is why a, a category has been set up for them to be able to compete on yeah I mean, listen even in men whatever the hell it is look at boxing there's a reason why people are in certain weight classes I mean, you no, go. No, Frank, that's just to make things more complicated. It has nothing to do with the physical it's... attributes of anybody. And they make it necessary to continue to 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 drill down on this. And it might sound like it's taunting or belittling or anything like that, but it's not. It, it I think the opposite is true, that what they're trying to push off on girls, these these unattainable, unattainable standards is is in the long run going to be very traumatizing. If uh, if real life, if if the the mirage of this system goes away and suddenly they are uh, left to fend for themselves in a in a in, in a, a jungle like mindset there, it's going to all the girl power stuff is going to go right out the window. The only reason why we were able to create girl power privileges for everybody that's gone completely out the window is because uh, there was a, a backstop. There was a backstop and there was some sanity that and some commonly held sanity something that held this this thing the, the mortar that held this whole thing together and that's all gone and they, they believe the hype and it's really dangerous um in in positive news though sort of i think the nhl came out yesterday and said this commissioner first of all i, I understand there was a decision made on the pride jerseys in warm-up today at board of governors well, actually, I, I've suggested that it would be appropriate for clubs not to change their jerseys uh, in warm-ups because it's become a distraction and taking away from the fact that all of our clubs 
in some form or another host nights in honor of various groups or causes and we'd rather that we continue to get the appropriate attention that they deserve and not be a distraction so stop wearing your pride jerseys people because it's distracting now and a lot of people wouldn't wear them in the nhl yeah a lot of people and then yeah. we had bud light come along frank I mean, I, I mean, Coors Light come along and say, um, hold my beer. <laughs> Coors Light is embracing the Denver Pride Parade. They're the official sponsor of Denver Pride. Couldn't resist. Couldn't help themselves. I wonder seven days left. There's seven days left in a damn month. All you needed to do was just be quiet for seven more days and it was over. Kind of. And then there's this this story that blew my mind coming out of the UK. <laughs> Mother of eight-year-old pupil scolded by a teacher for questioning classmates' claims she identifies as a cat. I Happening have a, a lot around here, too. There, there's been some crazy crap going on in my daughter's school as well. But here's the clip. You just really upset someone. What happened? Called her despicable. I just said if they if they want to identify as a cow or something, then they're like genuinely unwrapped. Yeah, then it's feeling asylum. I didn't say that. I just said if they if they want to identify as a cow or something, then they're like genuinely unwrapped. And they've gone yeah, they're crazy. You're questioning their identity. No, I wasn't a question. I was just saying about the gender. I didn't say anything about them. But where did no. you get this idea from? There's only two genders. I just think it's their right. opinion. That is my opinion. If I respect their opinion, then can't they respect my opinion? It's just mm. not an opinion. Yes, it yeah, is. It's not an opinion you can have. It's not an opinion you can have. They're allowed to think that they're inanimate objects, clowns, cats, wolves, dogs. But you can't have the opinion that they're effing human beings. There's only a boy and a girl yesterday. There's no other private part. There's only two. Gender is not linked with that. Gender is not linked to do with the not linked to the parts that you were born with. Gender is about how you identify, which is what I said right from the very beginning of the lesson. No, I just don't agree with that. So why should I have to listen? Biological, biological sex. There is actually. Very biological sex because you can be born intersex. You can be born with male and female body parts. Or that's hormones. not a sex. Yeah, no, that is not a sex. Female. That is a genetic de defect. Yeah, it's a genetic abnormality. Um, you are not both man and woman. That's I, come on. It goes it, on. I'll I'll clip it. I'll put it in the show notes below. I just can't believe that this is where we're at. Where there's a teacher reprimanding a student for saying there's there's boys and girls, and and somebody wants to identify as a cat, and she says that person's super unwell, and the teacher says, "How dare you? How dare you? How dare you?" Awful people. Awful people. And then there's, 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 I, I, I mean, I had another threat. I'm just going to skip it. Let's get into Hunter Biden. I, I read these transcripts yesterday. So the Ways and Means Committee, Frank. Yeah. Released the, the whistleblower transcripts from the people on the IRS investigation. Who were investigating Hunter Biden and his tax evasion for the past eight years. Or whatever it was. Since 2017, 18. And I have a whole bunch of little snippets from the transcript of one of them 
And then, which is the supervisor. And then his subordinate also um, ran or, or testified. And his transcript is even more kind of juicy. He's a little more emotional. Um, he had made sure that in his transcript, he let everybody know that he was actually a gay Democrat. Like that matters somehow or should matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But he's just trying to say, basically, he didn't even vote in the presidential election last time because he feared that he would have to come up for questioning and he didn't want anything to be politicized. So he withheld his vote for the presidential election, which is pretty crazy. But the IR, so the IRS gets a whole bunch of, you know, they're looking through the accounting records of, I don't know what's up with this background today. It's really wonky. Um, Who? My background, Yours? my yeah, it's like my room is showing up behind it for some reason. Maybe it's because- You don't want this room to show up. It's dark outside or- Yours crap. Is, yours is working great. I don't know if it's the light. I don't know what it is. See, my bed is- I hate, I hate, no, I hate this blurry crap. It really, like, it eats up the, like, the margins, and it's just, I mean, I, it's respond. It's I, more intelligent than it used to be, but- I'm in, like, a guest bedroom. My office is the guest bedroom, and you can see- I feel like I'm sitting inside of a jello mold. <laughs> you are. You are. Okay, anyway. um, So, they are investigating all this financial stuff, and they find- that he's at business expensing all of this crap. He business expensed his prostitutes, Frank, against his company. Well, I would do that. As a business I do, I do, I do that. I do that right, yeah. You have to You have to write off your whores. <laughs> what are you doing? This is money you're losing well, if you don't. Because he wrote off his whores, the, the investigators literally had to go out and interview them all. He had, they had to find the prostitutes Hunter Biden paid. <laughs> And they had to go and interview them to make sure that they weren't actual business associates and they were prostitutes. So the IRS investigators, the criminal IRS investigators are sitting across the table from hookers asking them, did you accept money for sex from Hunter Biden? Then there's this one. The attorney general of the United States perjured himself when questioned by Chuck Grassley in a hearing. Um, he was being asked about how this investigation was being handled. He blatantly lied about that to the face of all of the congressmen while under oath and nothing will happen as a result. Just saying. Then this made me really angry. Okay. There's an, usually in these transcripts, when we get the transcripts of testimony from whistleblowers or any other person in front of the committee, you don't get the exhibits. They say, okay, please reference Exhibit 5. And we're all out here left wondering what the hell was Exhibit 5. But they included them in this transcript release. The Ways and Means Subcommittee on Oversight included them. This is a memo of conversation from the Department of the Tre Treasury about an incident that happened when they were about to, they had all the probable cause in the world for several search warrants against uh, Hunter Biden. And the DOJ official in charge was saying, we need to take his name out of the applications because if they see who they're for, they'll deny them. Stop. That is gross. That is, that is like, everybody, the investigators were all like, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to take his name out so that, like, 
It doesn't matter who they're for. The probable cause is like overflowing the cup. And the DOJ is saying we need to take his name out of the search warrant or the judge is probably not going to let us get it. I wish my, I, I mean, I don't commit crimes, but if I did, and, and then I, I uh, then they tipped him off. They tipped him off to the um, execution of a search warrant. And they said, we have to think really hard. There's no way we'll get an, a, a search warrant approved for the guest house of Joe Biden that we need. We have to think about whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze and what the optics will be of sending a team to the uh, the guest house of Joe Biden to get information. Meanwhile, Roger Stone had CNN sitting outside his house waiting for him to be swatted. They swatted Mar-a-Lago without even thinking twice about it. 30, 40 agents, cameras blaring down there at Mar-a-Lago. Former president, we're talking here about a damn freaking crack-addled, prostitute-ridden loser who owes millions in back taxes, no matter how much you want to try and minimize that. There's that. Then again, like I said, they tipped him off to a search warrant that was going to be served the next day. The DOJ sent, hey, they're going to serve a search warrant on you tomorrow. Are you, like, okay. Then, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, I, it, it just makes, when you, when this plays out in public, though, you have people who just ask, especially if it's Hillary Clinton or if it's uh, the, the, the Bidens or anybody else, they'll say, oh, 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 yeah, how many convictions, how many indictments versus how many, how many things, uh, how many times have, uh, has uh, Biden been impeached or Obama been impeached versus Trump? How many times they've been indicted for something versus Trump? And then you see why, because how the hell are you ever going to indict somebody when this is going on out there? And, and and on the flip side, obviously, the only reason why these people are able to act and live lives the way they do with no repercussions is because that same machine that is there to protect them is going out and is attacking others. So it's it's there's a, a flip side to this coin. Here is the protection mode that the system goes into. And the flip side of that is the attack mode. So it's not, it, it's not, it, I mean, for somebody to say, I, it, it really takes a, a retard to say, oh yeah, well, zero indictments for the for the Bidens and the Obamas, but 89,000 indictments for yeah, uh, Trump. It's How a, do you explain that? It's so, the same what? thing as why they say they can't find any vaccine injury, and it's because the doctors won't report the vaccine injury or pay attention. It's the same freaking crap. Yes. Yeah. Um, they also argue, they, they said they shouldn't ask, ask any questions about the big guy. They can't use the word the big guy. So the officers had to go in and do this investigation of this witness and pity pitter-patter around who the big guy was, instead trying to come up with some outside-of-the-box way of implicating Joe Biden because he was involved. Then, what else? Hold on, I have more. Um, hold on, hold on. I got the search warrant. I touched on that. Hold on a second. Oh, Matthew Graves. Washington, D.C., USA, U.S. Attorney in charge of everything down there, persecuting January 6th defendants like he's going out of style, terribly corrupt. I said he's the new Comey slash McCabe slash Strzok. 
this guy Graves. He's the one who declined to, to bring charges in D.C. He's the one who squashed the entire investigation. Pay attention to Graves. This is the new guy that they're they're using to, uh, you know, he has no scruples. He's in the ranks with Weissman and McCabe and all of them. He's the evildoer in D.C. now. Um, also, another interesting thing. There was a whole bunch of stuff in here that the investigators couldn't get their hands on because it was, quote, privileged. Of course, they use that claim of privilege. Uh, Hunter Biden's attorney said, no, 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 this is privileged. You can't have it. Somehow, the Ways and Means Committee has those things. And... The witness who was being questioned here, the guy who was running this whole years-long investigation into terrible wrongdoing by Hunter Biden, is saying, if I were still working this investigation, you would have just tainted me by showing me this, but we never had this information. So Ways and Means has it somehow. And the Democrats had never seen it before. The minority on the committee had never seen it before either. Also, here we go. $25,000 from Hunter to a sex club membership in L.A. that he expensed as a golf club membership. The mother of his child in Arkansas got some things. Prostitutes. He's a great role model. And the New York Times, the New York Post came out with this story today. Hunter Biden kicked out of 10K sex club for grabbing women's asses and acting like a spoiled child. So he bought into the sex club, expensed it as a business expense, and then acted like such a fool inside of this, like, very satanic looking sex club that they had to kick him out. The IRS came to him and asked him for his books and he provided them and told that he said he was he was moved to come forward after all this came out in the news the other day and he realized that Hunter Biden was not getting anything but a slap on the wrist and he knew what kind of a bad guy he was so he came out and said it. Still reading, still lots more to go. What what what, what was that old uh what was that old uh, Groucho Marx quote? I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Only you. Only you, Frank. Marjorie Taylor Greene is forcing a Biden impeachment vote today, superseding Republican leadership's ability to control what comes to the House floor. Greene will launch articles of impeachment against Biden, bypassing the usual process for bringing legislation to a full House vote. Um, that's today. Bobert did something yesterday. It's very confusing. Not sure exactly what happened there. It's going to committee. Everybody's up in arms because they have more evidence together and then they can actually do it. The whole thing is just, I think this, I put a tweet out yesterday. I tweeted it from FOIA fan. Um, I said, Biden's going down and I think that he's just not going to run again. I don't know that he'll be impeached, but I have a print screen of the legacy media actually covering the IRS whistleblower testimony correctly. Here it is. IRS whistleblowers detail alleged Justice Department meddling in Hunter Biden probe. IRS agent tells House Committee there was meddling with Hunter Biden case. Hunter Biden whistleblower accuses Garland and Graves of blocking probe. It looks to me like there's a, uh, an, an, you know, organized strategy to taint the Biden team so he doesn't run again. I don't think they're going to take him out. What else do I have? Um, what else? A, a timeline of the, from inside the IRS criminal division, a timeline of what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop from start to finish. And I said, just remember, 51 informer and current intelligence agents said that this was Russian disinformation. I encourage everybody to read this. It's very interesting. Oh, and here's the uh, National Hurricane Center. 
hurricane season coming sooner? It is. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Um, and then the UFO, which we did. And I think, did we get through everything we did? Oh my gosh. No way. I've never done. That's the first time we've gotten through all of my show material in less than an hour in God knows how long. Well, well, I guess it's all about keeping a nice, healthy pace. I, I mean, yeah, we, we, we motored through everything today. I even played the whole Gates clip. Well, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Good for you. <laughs> Going in the pool, hopefully. Working on my yeah. tan. I don't know what's going to be tan for me, but um, I'll be working on something. I got a Saturday <laughs> night show I'm doing this weekend, too. I don't know what I'm talking about there, either. That's okay. You'll figure it out throughout Saturday. Yeah, maybe. Somebody sent me something interesting in a DM there was supposed to be a big solar storm, a big EMF hit us yesterday or the day before. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. You know, we're going to end early. It's 924. It's five minutes. Guys, I'll get over it. We're good. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Ground Zero Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And also Monday, when, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on TuneIn. I'm sorry, on Rumble, Getter, and also on Twitter. And uh, listen to Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on QuiteFrankly.tv or also on Rumble. And we'll be back on Monday with bells, bells, bells. Later. Huh?